0: On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Okay. Hey everybody, it's Kara hollering at ya. It is, I don't know what episode it is, to be honest. I think we're like in the fifties now. So let's get, it's moving by by really quickly. So I have another one of my friends from the Tony Robbins community. Um, We've crewed together and that's how Kevin and I got connected. So welcome Kevin, Kevin Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. So you go by the heart guy. Um, And so really the way that I structure this is just you kind of give us the lowdown on what you're doing. I've looked at your website and there's, to, to say that I'm not moved and almost to tears by the about us page, uh, would be an understatement. I, it's, um, like deep in my heart, I feel everything that you say on your website. Um, so I just want you to share it with everybody so that they can hear it, but it's some heavy, (laughs) heavy stuff in there and some beautiful stuff. And, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you're at, and then we'll dig in from there
1: awesome i'll give you the short version (laughs) Uh, whatever
0: version you want to give us is good yeah i
1: mean so you know you you mentioned i'm the heart guy and i go by the heart guy um because i i'm just very passionate about everything that i do and so that kind of nickname stuck with me and then it was i really recognized like oh shit like i'm basically working on people's hearts like Uh, healing from heartbreak and breakups and helping people heal codependency. And I was like, this just works. And so the branding side of me was like, yes, (laughs) just kind of geeking out about that because I'm also an artist. So, um, you know, even even right before recording this, I was working on some new stuff and just, I love the creative design aspect of things and making it all click and making it on brand. Um, And so that's just what works well for me. And it's kind of been rolling with it you know, haven't had any objections. So that's good. (laughs) I love it. I think it's amazing. Uh, But yeah, I, I, um, for the longest time it was, like I said, healing codependency and healing from breakup. And I still do that. And it's kind of in this season right now where I'm expanding to a lot of other things, um, and kind of being more of a spiritual guide. Um, and you know, my journey got started, like I was a kid that got picked on in school, super shy, nerdy. Um, but Even before that, I just had a big heart and wanted everybody to be happy. Like I was just, I was like a freaking angel as a kid and um, around middle school, bullying picked up and all that stuff. And I was still like really into video games. That was my escape, right? And I grew up uh, in a very abundant childhood, but not really emotionally. There was some Mm. stuff that it was not emotional safety and stuff. So my escape from my reality was video games and I just poured everything that I had into that and art. And so I also got really good at art. Like I was going to go to the design video games when I went to college. Mm. Um, And finally I just like enough was enough. I, I recognized some of my friends were even starting to pick on me and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I just snapped. And that's when I started fitness Mm -hmm. Changed my life. My reputation changed. People that were picking on me started asking for advice. I started getting a girlfriend. Like, you know, thing. I that that changed a lot for me. Um, And so that's when I went all in on fitness because I got a sense of giving back, but also I got attention. Um, And so I became like the number one sought after group fitness instructor in the area, and like went all in on the fitness stuff. And um, in that time, you know, I. My first girlfriend, we were made, dated for uh, four years and then I proposed and then she called it off and I was suicidal that night, almost killed myself. And uh, the at, right after that, one of my mentors at the time, he gave me a, a book called Wild at Heart that talks about masculine energy. And it was the first book I ever read about masculine and feminine energy and that I devoured it cover to cover. And I'm the guy that always read spark notes. Okay. I didn't read books and um that changed so much for me and I was actually able to like let go of the expectations the relationship and actually start like working on myself um and then the two relationships after her cheated on me and that's when I was like mm. okay there's something something's here you know the last one ended she slammed the door in my face kicked me out you don't know what the fuck love is just drove a knife into my heart so that's right. all I saw thought that I was doing and she was right to some extent um And I was kind of living a fantasy and I wasn't connected to reality and I didn't love this guy. And so it was kind of, uh, I was very codependent and didn't recognize what that was even. Um, But then I, that's when I started working on myself and um, kind of doing some of this work at the same time, my fitness business is blowing up and I'm like, you know, super shredded winning these competitions, teaching 24 group fitness classes a week,
0: like
1: doing all this stuff um, and kicking ass, taking names. And there was still kind of like avoided me, um, you know. So I was chasing the, the fitness and the physique, and that like attention. And but there was still like this. Uh, I could never chill, you know. Right. Um, and even relationships after that, like there was still like this thing missing. And finally, it got to a point where I, you know, my grandfather passed away, and he gave me a huge inheritance, and I finally, for the first time, like didn't have to work. Cause I was all, I, I was homeless and shit living out of my car before. Yeah, I, I read that. I went through seasons, right. I'm kind of speeding you guys up through things. Um, and so I was like, fuck, I don't have to show up and live in the gym and like work there. Uh, screw this. And so I just like sold all my stuff and traveled the world. And um, I, while it looked like I was blowing the money, what I really was doing was finding my passion and mm-hmm. finding myself, which was the best gift that he could have ever given me. So I'm, I'm so internally grateful because in that is when I birthed the heart guy and, and really figured out like, what do I really want to do? And I'm like, I just love, like, I have a saying in fitness that was like, put some heart into it. And I would like scream it at the top of like a, you know, intense version of the fitness class. And I was like, I, that just stuck with me. And I was like, maybe like heart centric life coaching or something like that started a podcast. Then episode four talked about masculine and feminine energy. Got bombarded with questions. It's like cool. I'm a dating coach. Did that for a bit. Did relationship coaching for a bit. Recognized, dude, you're out of integrity. You're not even in a fucking relationship. (laughs) So I shifted it more to like self love, inner healing, um, and which which deepened like the you know healing codependency and everything like that. And then ironically was you know I, I I was changing that for myself. Hundreds of people are going through my courses. Like it's it it's working like things are actually happening. And that's the first time entrepreneurially that I started seeing a spark because uh, I had done things before, but it was more, I think, looking back like Kevin, just creating and having fun. Um, but this actually worked and people were getting amazing results and completely changing their lives. And uh, so I stuck with it for a while. And I had a, a tour in 2019 where I traveled around uh, four cities, back-to-back weekends doing live events and that was amazing, absolutely life-changing. Uh, you know, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. We had, like, anywhere between, I think it was 30 to 70 people per city, which was dope for my first time doing anything.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah,
1: it was fucking awesome. And then I got back to LA, which is where I was living at the time, to an eviction notice on my door, $7,000, I quit in three days. Um, a friend kind of had a falling out with him because it's some money that I owed. And my business coach threatening to sue me because I didn't have payment for some stuff. So all of that in one day, I was like, what in the actual fuck? And I went out to the beach and just bawling my eyes out, screaming, yelling at God. Like, "How? okay, first off, how the fuck did I get here? And I added it up and it was was $150,000 in debt, basically overnight. And well, I mean, long story short, you know, I was, again, kind of like, Showing up for everybody else, but I wasn't even looking after my own financial well-being. So right. the codependency kind of shifted, and that was a moment where I just fully surrendered and I said, right, I've got to, I've got to start living with some backbone and some integrity here." And this is what I did. I mean, I I paid off the debt. I like cleared out all that stuff, and really just anchoring into alignment with my my truth, um, and not doing something because I think that's what's supposed to be done. I was right. I was doing a lot of things almost. And, and this is just from self-reflection, almost like I I needed to be doing things in order to feel enough um, or to get attention. I mean, at a very subconscious level, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I finally just sat with myself and, and it took me down a really dark path. I mean, I got into a really bad suicidal depression in, in the end of 2019 um, and was able to pull myself out of that and like had a near-death experience. It was fucking wild. And Uh, you know, from everything and now coming into 2020, like I'm, I feel like so free because I went through those experiences. And that's why kind of like I was uh, telling you, like my work is evolving to being more like spiritual guidance because going through all the shit that I went through with being, holding a loaded pistol in my mouth and almost overdosing, having like an extreme addiction to caffeine, um, being codependent like sleeping in my car, homeless for six months. Like all the stuff that I've been through um, is the greatest gifts I could have ever been given. And if you like shift around and see it like that, it, I found myself, I'm, a, I'm free emotionally. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks anymore. Right. And I like mm-hmm. I'm so much I'm showing up for me and you could say self love. I just say it's integrity and I respect myself. Um, and so kind of guiding people through the dark night of the soul or, or you could say like, you know, shadow work for lack of better terms um it's kind of where it's heading and that's that's something that i'm passionate about because uh so many people you know when you get to those dark points you can it's like a make or break thing and if you're not if you don't have the right guidance or tools to navigate it like it'll take you out and i was so blessed to have found tony robbins so young and so i knew some of those like tools right Right. and 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 the community even that was a big saving grace for me of number one, pulling myself out of it. But I think to the point where I'm at now, like keeping myself out of it, where I don't have to keep dipping down into it again, you know? So, um, yeah, that's the, and then we're here.
0: (laughs) Just give me a second. (laughs) Here's the beauty of all of this. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for the transparency, because I think that's the biggest piece that we miss in all of this is like, we fake all this shit. And especially, I think, when when you're in a community like we are in, where there's literally thousands of people who've either gone to events, crewed events, platinum partners, friends of Tony's, whatever. We, I think some of the biggest problem is that we don't – we feel like we should have it all figured out all the fucking time, and we don't. Like, I – I haven't seen you in a while. And like, since I think it was, we crewed a, it was t- last 2019. And I would have said, what the fuck, what you felt you were suicidal. Like I would never in a million years have guessed that about you. Right. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the beauty of owning the feminine energy and the masculine energy is the ability to come out and say, this, this is fucked up. I, I'm not okay. Well, and,
1: you know, I was trying yeah. to control every aspect of my life. It was hyper and balanced. I'll say too, like, you know, having the you know, there's this gap. Let um, me back up. There's this movement with personal development industry, and um, you know, wanting to better yourself, and all these self help books that have been coming out. And it I really sp- started, I think, in the like 70s, where they did some studies around people. Um, you know, obviously, if they start if they love themselves, and they view themselves uh, positively, then they perform better. So to create better performers or workers. They kind of made this push in schools and everywhere to kind of like everybody can be great, better yourself, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and almost a striving, achieving mentality that kind of sped up the psyche of the culture. And when you're looking at what that does on a spiritual level, it creates mm-hmm. a massive gap Yep. because I have to do my breath work and my affirmations and my morning routine and my things and, and get the money and get the successful business so that I can be enough. And it, and it has this very um, unheard undercurrent of I'm not enough. And it comes yep. from a root of I'm not enough. Even just striving to do a thing creates that gap. And so that's something that I learned because the harder that I t- pushed, the h- more I worked, the more that I obsessed about it, the, the, the striving created the emotional gap where I didn't mm-hmm. love me, And it created the nightmare in my head and around, and which ultimately manifested it in my life. So it's kind of like this, it's this harmonization between, I don't want to use the word contentment, but just you're happy and you Mm -hmm. love life. And the energy that I have now is, yeah, I love where I'm at. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, I want that thing. I'm just going to start walking in that direction. It's not like, oh my God, I have to have this thing or I'm going to die. Yep. It, you know what I mean? And and I've actually been able to make things happen faster. That's it. Um, I say I. It's a co-creation with the universe. God love the universe. is definitely gifts that energy. And things are so easy. I just created a nonprofit that's about ending domestic violence. Like quite literally in this generation or my lifetime or future, it's going to happen. And the amount of ease I didn't even like try to do anything. I just was like, yeah, this is going to be a thing. I put out some posts. The perfect people for uh, a uh, board of directors just came in, like just found me out of nowhere. Didn't know them a month ago. And now they're on the board of directors. We're making this thing happen. We just launched fundraising. Like we're already helping people. It's insane.
0: Yep. And I think too, the other other thing I want to jump in on, um, because a lot of it's women that listen to the show mostly. Mm. It's we have this idea as women where we have to have that, so the hunter mode, right? Like it's, I got to have the stuff. I got to do the stuff. I got to, got to, got to. And in that process, and that's happened since the late 70s, early 80s too, where we just sort of decided we were conditioned, whatever, that we it was one or the other. We had to be more in our masculine and get all the fucking shit and not be in our feminine or the other way around. And if you were the other, there was no gray. Like what I'm learning at 44 is that my entire life from about 10 years old until about 43, was in my masculine and not understanding, even understanding for a second, the relationship between feminine energy and masculine. And so it's toxic for guys and it's as toxic for us because you, you're, you guys are in full hunter mode, toxic masculinity, get the girls, bang all the girls. You can get the car, all that shit. We're doing it too. We just do it with a fucking bow on it and doesn't look the same, but we're still doing it. And so by us, like then, and you're, when you're saying about your soul, I, for the first time, truly, Kevin, I feel in my soul, I'm doing exactly what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing right now.
1: And That's a beautiful feeling.
0: It is. And it's the scary thing is how many people are still chasing it because nobody stopped them and given them a little shake and said, listen. You're not inside your heart right now. Like for me, I say it all the time. I really sincerely believe this is how we're gonna ch- save the world is totally. teaching people how to get into their hearts. because in your heart, you're not fucking putting your knee on a man's neck. In your heart, you're not flying an airplane into a fucking building. In your heart, you're not beating the shit out of your wife. Like it goes etc, right? And so I love that because you're much younger than I am and I think this is key is that you're teaching that generation about heart work and it is hard work but it's heart work so talk a little bit you you kind of talked a bit about your childhood you had an abundant you know like abundance in your in your life you said you didn't have emotional abundance however talk a little bit about the the relationship maybe with mom and dad and like was there one more masculine energy in the household than the other and sort of where you pick you may have picked up some you know maybe some of the the ways you were conditioned as a young boy till now
1: i think that I was, I was definitely in a bubble. Uh, I was, I mean, you know, you asked about parents, but even school, I was in a, I was in a bubble looking back. I was in evangelical Christian school. So
0: mm. uh, I know. went to a Catholic school. So I, yeah. feel.
1: so I I didn't even recognize that I was in a bubble, right. That, that wasn't the world or the way the world operated. Um, and then when I was, was home, my dad was never emotionally there for me because he was always working. Even if he was home, he was working and he ran, ran up a, very successful business so that's why and i you know held it against him in my early years so i didn't understand but now i'm so like grateful because it was that was his way of showing love right providing mm-hmm. and um so that meant my, my mom was always around but i i learned a lot about life through video games which i think can be why i went towards like a fantasy land mm-hmm. um and uh, the community of video games i should say not the video games themselves so i learned from other kids and like what their parents were like and i'll just go over to other people's houses and that was like my experience of life because my experience at home was like i just got whatever i wanted i was like a a spoiled brat literally and then middle of high school my dad's business got stolen from him and like a bunch of other stuff happened and basically i it was like switch overnight. I was mm. like, I was, I got anything that I wanted and like the world was my oyster to, I got to help pay the bills. And like, I really have, I really have to like help out here. And then we lost the house two years later. And so like, that was, a, I had to go out, had to go out on my own, which kind of, you know, I didn't know anything about money so, right. um, or how to earn it. Right. And so that was very uh, shocking. It was not until honestly, like very recently that I've actually been able to dive into all that but in terms of a masculine and feminine energy thing i I would say i'm i'm an artist so i'm more so feminine but i over masculinated myself um to put that mask on right because i thought that's what i thought i had to be and i'm so glad because i built insane discipline and Mm -hmm. focus uh which helps which helps a lot and so i feel like i i initiated myself as a man when I was sleeping in my car, like when I left Memphis, which is where I'm from, and went to Dallas, and was basically homeless, and then like worked my way up to get an apartment, to get things that I really, looking back, was my own initiation for right. me as a man. That's like okay, I'm I'm self reliant. My parents didn't pay a single bill and help me out. They didn't give me a dime. Like I did this shit. That for me was a huge initiation. And then in 2019, I feel is when my feminine got initiated. Where I just fucking surrendered, and I mm. was being here in the now, and grounding, and, and just presence, right? Of not trying to control everything. Um, that was my break when, with all the money and stuff, that really kickstarted that initiation. And so now, it, you know, it's at the point where I, I really do have this inner balance. Like the feminine in me is not a mindset. If that makes sense. Yep. It's not in my head it's a place I can go Mm -hmm. and that I think, and the ability to pivot between those and on call really um, is very like, it's, it's can't put a price tag on it. Right. Yeah. And it helps me out so much. That's why I can be an entrepreneur and make a ton of shit happen. And I can be super creative and present and expressive. Right. right? And, um, and create all these things. And you mentioned like women are, are the, the hunters and, and still too, and kind of like doing that thing. Um, the biggest misconception with feminine energy is that it's weak or that it's passive. I know It's, it's stronger than masculine. Uh, it, so when you're in your feminine energy, things will happen for you and be given to you. It's not, you don't even need to be hunting. You don't even be doing, and That's I've it. been experiencing that in my life when I'm so just in alignment and in my feminine in like a, in, in like the best way possible. Right. For, for me as a guy, not like, you know what I mean? Um, yep. <laughs> but I feel you. I got you. I'm, I'm just creating and having fun and all of this shit is happening so easy. Yep. I have an, if we're, if we want to talk archetypes for a second, I have an overdeveloped warrior. Okay. The warrior is you're going to get shit done. You're disciplined. Um, the magician in terms of masculine archetypes, is more closely related to the feminine, yep. and the magician is like the artist, but he just manifests; it just happens around him, and yep. that's kind of like an evolved uh, level of manifestation versus the you know breakthrough, make it happen, which is needed sometimes. It's it's needed for to, to make a change. I I went through that right, even in my spiritual journey. I like snapped myself out of it when I was like suicidal last year. I had to have that energy to bring me up, but I didn't live in that energy. That's right. very key because before I lived in that energy and I was, you know, I drove my body into the ground.
0: And I think like, so women, women who are listening, um, and I like that you brought up that it's not weakness. Like I'm way more, I, so I went to date with destiny in December and I, so I had a much different that was my first one. And it was a very, if you've not ever been to a Tony Robbins event, Date with Destiny, I would call the university to the Unleash the Power Within, which is more like kindergarten. Yep. And when I went to, I started this podcast a year ago around this topic because I was having trouble meeting guys. I'm back with my husband now since Date with Destiny, incidentally. But hmm. it's like in that moment, I was, I was always in hunter mode. I was always showing up with like this masculine energy and I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting the type of man I thought I, or the type of man I was calling the universe for. And that was it. And so, and I always like to, to clarify to women, it's not that I'm saying that you can only be in your feminine. Like I have to be, I'm getting so much done. like hunter mode, masculine, mature masculinity is the the piece that you need in order to execute all the beautiful things you just discovered in your feminine energy. And so when I need to discover and I'm in creation mode, that's an all feminine energy. That's when things are in alignment. That's when people will call or, or reach out. But then when I need to build, you know, whatever, build my course or build this podcast, then you still need to be able to pivot back into that masculine area. So one thing I want to talk about kind of, that I always find really fascinating is the friend circle. And I know I'm going off a little bit, but as I develop, my friendships change and evolve or they don't. Some stay, some some go, whatever. And I always tell like I have four children and you met Sydney. She's my 23 year old. There's there the I always say, you know, you're the you're the product of the five people you spend most time with. So as as you started to evolve into this, did you see like when you're seeing your guy friends your past, you know, from the past, not, not people from Tony. When you see those men, do they, are they still in toxic masculinity? Do you ever have that moment where you're like, holy, I could really help this friend and explain to him what he's doing, but I'm not going to, or you do like, how do you handle that, that piece of your life where you're really seeing the toxicity in your friends, if you are at all?
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't label it toxicity. I would, I would label it as ignorance um
0: well yeah
1: but you know it's just where they're at in their journey and i'm Mm -hmm. able to see that and bless them with it and and to move on a lot like my my early childhood friends kind of had a huge falling out because they were basically still making fun of me and i just said look i'm out Mm. um a lot of them not, not all of them but a lot of them and then i started getting and then my next group of friends was really the tony robbins community and then the gym right uh, and that was a little bit better. But even even now, I my circle of friends, I have three. That's it. And I, I'm I i do not feel lonely at all.
0: I know it's crazy. I'm
1: just, I'm just very, I, you know, I I I very much limit my time, and that's with with who I spend time with. And I spend a lot of time by myself. I travel the world by myself, so um, it it makes me happy. And I don't need to be so connected to get validation from, right. you know what I mean? I, I'm just, I want to be around dope people. And I feel like I'm in this mode of expansion because I've met quite a few people over this past week. And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> like, that's the person that I want to be friends with. So it's, I think that's life and that's always going to happen. But um, I think I even remember somebody had mentioned one of my friends, I mentioned that Tony even said like, he has like two friends. Right. Tony and they say have like two people that they really, you know, get are really close with that's it mary like,
0: b would be one of them i don't know who the other one would be oh really I know, yeah, yeah but, she's the, she's the cutest like oh my gosh she's adorable like every time yeah, she's on so, camera
1: it's like it's just you know it, it it's just the way it is i feel and so in terms i don't try to change people uh people i'm even if somebody comes to me and asks for advice they have to be ready right. some people just yep. want to complain and i most
0: people want to complain
1: I'm, I'm very blunt and my my too. coaching style is tough love. So if somebody's coming to me and they're, you know, saying they want to change and they're not, I'm just gonna call them out on it. Hey, you wanna do this or not? And if it triggers them and they leave, cool. Like right. you're ready for the work. People yeah. come to me ready to, to actually make a shift. And I always it.
0: say that like people will leave your life organically, and that's and that's a beautiful thing so and that's it, something wasn't like
1: that, a thing that I had to do. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's, it can, and I think a lot of times people tend to get a little bit weary of the beginning of the journey, right? Because, um, you know, you always hear like, oh, if I change, this person's going to leave my life. But the thing that people don't know because they're just in the beginning of it is ultimately you just, like I said, you organically don't fit anymore. And then it's just a beautiful, okay. And sometimes it's not so beautiful. Sometimes it's a bit dramatic, but you know, you just kind of like when you're in flow, it's not a thing anymore. It's not like, oh my God, this person left. It's I'm in flow and I feel good about this. And if they leave because they're not okay, then they leave. It's all good. And, and on that,
1: you mentioned in flow, which is feminine, and that's creative, creating, creative energy, right? And so a lot of this year has been re- me reconnecting with my artist. I've mentioned before, I, went to, I was doing mm-hmm. go video games. And I shut that part of me down and just mm-hmm. pursued fitness. Didn't touch a freaking notebook, like a, a journal or a, or a sketchbook for years. And then, um, one of my exes actually bought me one and I kind of doodled around a little bit here and there, but I finally like am reclaiming that side of myself that just wants to create and I'm doing it more often now. And I, that's, I'm in more in the flow. Right. Um, And so that's a big thing if people want to figure out like how do i get in the flow you got to get out of your head and in your heart and it's easier said than done but literally just start creating something
0: yeah Um, writing drawing whatever
1: that's the best way because when you can just get lost in time because you're creating uh that's the best
0: feeling and i always say to the the women especially because it's it's more um I think it's probably more innate in women to dance and I'm always talking about dancing like that was I've I was I was dancing at four years old all the way through and but when it's even it's not a choreographed dance it's just moving your body you're getting in your body like even yoga getting into your body and creating some sort of movement um is a really surefire way I feel to get into your body so let's talk a bit about um like the dating scene and the dating and how you approach dating now. I mean, we we talk about business a lot, but I'd like to talk about this yeah. stuff because this is important to you. So how have you, how have you shifted now to meet somebody different than you've done in the past? Like what are some of the ways that you can not so, quantify, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The past two years I've consciously been emotionally unavailable. Okay. And shut down every opportunity, not looking for a relationship. Sure. I'd want one and definitely was tempted here and there, but no, I'm working on me, and I'm so fucking glad that I did, because if I was in a relationship during all my 2019, it wouldn't have lasted. I, would, I didn't want anybody to drug through that, right? So I feel, it, it, I felt, I should say, in the beginning of 2020, hey, I'm finally in a space to do this, like, yeah, I'm, I, and I think this is huge for the ladies listening, I made the decision that I was ready for a relationship, and a lot of guys need to get to that point, but they, they need to internally be ready. It's not, not something any woman does. Uh, it's just kind of where is he at in his quest and his life and his journey because there's stages of masculine development. And I, th- I finally hit that stage where I was like, I finally love me. Like I'm a fucking love bug. I, I I talk about love all day. Right. But for myself, I was finally like, I have space for this. I've done a lot of fucking work on myself. And yeah, I think I'm, I'm willing, not ready. Cause ready's a lie. I'm willing. Right. And so even just making that internal shift, um, I don't go out of my way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see myself as a very magnetic charismatic person. So that means that I hold the belief that things are going to happen and fall into my space. I don't need to go down and hunt. Right. And It's been happening, right? Like I've had just had casual conversations with beautiful women, like connect, even connecting online and stuff. It's, surreal how it's happening but i don't have to go out and do it
0: right yeah it feels like for you it's it's more like a magnet exactly like it's pulling to you instead of you going to pull it to you it's just naturally coming to you right
1: and and for all the ladies out there it's just it's the opportunity presents itself and then yes i will pursue or chase or whatever you want to say but it's not like i'm like oh my god where is she a am ready for a relationship like i gotta go on all these dating apps to find the one like no No, that's not that then that's coming still from a place of lack that striving creates the gap desperation,
0: right? Like that's, that's what it feels like.
1: like, Okay. Universe, I'm ready for this to happen now. Let me keep working on myself obviously, but I feel willing for this now. And even just that internal shift of being willing, like I said, I've gone on a few dates, like I've talked to uh, tons of amazing women and that's fine. So for two years I didn't, I was celibate and I didn't date anybody.
0: Wow. That's, that's hard to do. And I know, I, I know quite a few men that have attempted that and it ends up some fail, some succeed, but it, you need that balance to, you need the guidance, like the internal guidance, I feel like to sort of set, reset and figure out, because women, we always think it's us like, Oh, I got to figure out what I want. And we're all, you know, whatever, but it, it's, it, it goes both ways a hundred percent, I think. And men just get used to hunting and that's their only gear. And then if they're not doing the internal work, they don't know what the hell's going on. So when you, so just maybe really touch on this, but because you're an expert, I would say in the masculine feminine, when you meet women that are very clearly, and and maybe not even as a dating situation, but very clearly in their masculine, because I even see it too. I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit. Some women I will say, can I be real with you? And they'll say yes. And they will say you're super and you're masculine. And let me tell you what that looks like. But Mm -hmm. do you ever see women where you're like, whoa, holy shit. Or, yeah. I've tell even, me, tell me, on, tell them what it looks like to you.
1: I mean, I've gone on dates with them, and <laughs> for lack of better terms, there's just no pull. There's no chemistry. There's no mystery. Right. Um. It, there there's no spark. Right. It looks like we're just friends having a conversation. And even though they were absolutely beautiful. If they would have made it in advance, in terms of like, you know, just like going there in terms of sexual or anything, I mean, would I do it? Yeah, probably. Would it be? But I know in my head we were not compatible because that that energy, like I want to penetrate a woman with my essence, and if mm-hmm. I don't get that feel, she's not in her feminine. Right that's just the truth. So are you, how, And there's a book called, um, uh, Dear Lover by David Dieta. Every woman that's listening to this right now should read that book. If you want to get into your feminine, that's the fucking way to do it. Um, it's, it's a divine divinely written, but yeah, like I've went on, I've also gone on dates where I'm just like, Holy shit, the, the level of polarity and like, I'm just like, this is wild. I didn't even know this level of feminine like existed. Like you're just, and what is she doing? She's very open. She's letting me lead. She's uh, providing space for me to initiate. And she's flirting, but in in a very like, uh, not boosting my ego, but she's like, oh my God, like you're so amazing in these things, right? And like, I love this about you. That, especially for the masculine, we don't guys don't mm-hmm. get that. There's even a meme about on the internet somewhere that's like uh girls and it like she's on this cartoon girl and she's on her phone, and it's like all of these um you know, Instagram notifications and all this stuff of like, hey beautiful. Da, 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 she's like sitting there rolling her eyes, and then it's like boys, and it's this one like it's it's this one little letter, and he's like this, and he's like crying because you got this one letter, and it's like <laughs> We'll compliment from five years ago. <laughs> but, it, but it's probably <laughs> true because right. women aren't scared to pump up a guy's ego. You're not gonna do that. It's everything's intention. If you come out with the intention of you showing somebody love, like people love when they are appreciated, so mm-hmm. show that appreciation.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's funny because 2020 dating outside of the <laughs> right COVID, whatever, but dating now is you know, there's this whole movement around um he doesn't need to open the door for me i don't need him to pay for me i don't need his i don't need a man i don't need all this shit right and like i i have daughters and i've taught them that they don't need a man and now i'm unteaching them because i had (laughs) it wrong because i didn't fucking know what i was doing right i grew up on the 80s sitcoms where you didn't need a man but now it's like it's beautiful like when i when i let my guard down and i just let him be around me and, and i not it. pushing yeah like and just tell him honey that's really that's beautiful thank you for doing that it's it, it's the smallest things because and i say this all the time tony talks about it david talks about it, like you just want to be our hero and we make it fucking impossible and so now I, my mission truly is to teach women how to let that happen again, because that's where harmony lives. Like yeah. like I said, I feel like it's so squishy and like, oh, just to be calm and like in this body and in this heart and not always be like, how can I, what am I, da, da, da. And it saddens me really, because so many young women, especially, right? Like twenties and thirties are like, there's no good men left. No guys can handle me. I, everyone thinks I'm, and it's like, every, honey, you just need to chill the fuck out and get into your heart and watch what happens. Like, this is how we are built. Men and women are built this way and we fight it. And it's, I, I'm, I'm excited by the fact like just having this podcast and talking so many men on this show talk exactly like you. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Cause we can't, I can't do it. I can help the girls and you guys can help the men and together we're going to have harmony again. I mean, I think that's what it's all about for me, but so what's next for you? What's the next six months look like for you in your, months. yeah. Things are moving
1: fast. So my nonprofit's going to be kicking ass and taking names at that point, uh, and helping a lot of people. So I'm really excited for that to be kicking off. Um, in terms of my space, I don't know where I'm going to be living. So I, I literally couldn't shut up and to move tomorrow. I, I, that's how I live my life. Um, I'm a moment to moment presence. So. Uh, don't know where I'm going to be in terms of feeling it out. Like I've been wanting to go to Australia or New Zealand, but nice. Yeah. And then, um, in terms of like what I'm going to be working on, I'll probably six months from now, you know, that'll be like beginning of next year. Right. So I'll, I'll be doing a lot more videos and a lot more video content. Um, I very recently like found out that I had this limiting belief that nobody wants what I have to say. And now now I've ripped that shit open and now I'm like, here's everything. (laughs) So um, a lot more videos, a lot better content, a lot more time on my content. Um, Right before this recording, I'm actually making a uh, 73 hour challenge. It's a three day water fast with a three day dopamine fast that I did myself like a week ago that completely changed my life, absolutely changed my fucking life. And so I'm creating like a free uh, course to go through. Uh, For other people to do that, even though it is tough, hard, it's kind of like, you know, working through your shit and looking at the stuff that you've been avoiding and like designing your life um, emotionally. So I'll be talking a lot more about emotional intelligence. And by that point too, I'll probably have created a men's course because that's also something that is in the works right now. So,
0: Amazing. I can tell you too, like if you're listening and not watching Kevin, like your energy is completely different. Like- (laughs) than when we, it's yeah. yeah like you were like this da, 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 like a little like just go, go 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 like a chihuahua even and i was like holy fuck this kid he's got so much to have. like look at him go but like there's this sense of uh, peace and maturity about you now even in the last year that's really interesting and and a testament to doing the work on yourself right like you know you're still you're still energy and all that stuff but like there's this calmness that's just sat on you now that's different which is palpable yeah. and noticeable. So well done. I mean, you've, you've done what you thank wanted you. to do. And- I received that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A- yeah. Okay. So where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you after they hear this amazing podcast?
1: And to wrap it all up from the very beginning, you mentioned my website. So heartguy.com is awesome. all the things, heartguy on Instagram, uh, and Facebook is Kevin Crenshaw. YouTube is Kevin Crenshaw. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it was amazing talking to you. I'm happy to see your face. I can't wait to see uh, Are you going to crew any more events, do you think, in the next while? Yeah, are you taking a not, break?
1: Not if they're digital, but if they're in person, yeah, we will. Um, I
0: just crewed the virtual. It was I, was... I was
1: attending. It was dope.
0: It was... I was surprised. Like, crewing was as tiring, I can tell you, as it is in person. I don't know how. <laughs> I think because there was way more energy. Like, oh, I'm an right. empath. So the empath in me was like, okay, you need to get up out of this computer <laughs> for 10 minutes because... People are keyboard warriors, right? It's a little oh, bit different. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's... it was amazing. It was a really good experience. But cool. All right. Well, until I see you next time, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm sending you so much love. Yeah. And uh hopefully I'll see you soon in the not too distant distant future. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. All right. Yep. Bye.